<laughs> okay, cool. All right. All right, let's do this thing. All right. <laughs> what was that all about? Nothing. I just realized I don't have a name and nothing is coming to me. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Okay. Podcast where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I am Mike Kaying, Aaron Worth, like DKing, but Mikey. What's DK? Oh, like, DK. Like, I thought it was like, I was like, is Donkey Kong a verb I didn't know about? What are you DKing? <laughs> yeah, I'm rolling around and slapping <laughs> the ground as hard as I can. I'm completely I'm nude except for a tie. That's DK. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's actually what it should be yeah I'm kidnapping a princess taking her on the top of a bunch of girders and in a few years i'll be forgiven and will be one of the most beloved characters in the franchise like no one talks about that they're like no hey, donkey kong wasn't that that guy that kidnapped the princess once and threw barrels at our hero it's like yeah, yeah. He, he did but i mean he's, and you invited him now? to go-kart racing <laughs> i'm here a, i'm the princess he brought bananas for everyone, so let's just yeah. pretend like oh, this is okay. This is a real uh, Fast and the Furious inviting Jason Statham onto the team after they killed one of your teammates kind of thing. Really? I I cannot get my head around that because now Han is in the new movie, which has been delayed a year, but whatever, um, even though it's ready to go, which is very frustrating. Yeah. Um, but like now he's back, and now Han's back, and now the two have to look at each other going, what is this guy doing Wait a here? second. Yeah, exactly. And you can yeah. turn around and go, we've had such adventures you would not understand. Like, What is what is the difference now between like Young and the Restless or Passions and Fast and the Furious apart from Explosions? Oh, man. Like it, the storylines, people can die and come back and go missing. Yeah. And There's that brothers shit. that showed up. John Cena is Vin Diesel's brother. That's the next movie. Right. Yeah. So right. it's like there are like siblings we didn't know about. Yeah. Um, you would yeah. think they'd come up in a meeting or a meeting in a conversation at some point. Letty had amnesia. Like there are real like this is a See, good I point, Mikey. I don't think I've seen a Fast and the Furious episode or episode, basically an episode, episode movie <laughs> since I think like Fast Five or something like that. Well, you probably like, saw just, the best one. That's the thing is, is I kept hearing it got worse and worse and worse, and I'm like, well, then I don't really know what I'm doing right now. Like why yeah. I'd be, yeah. I legitimately hated the last one, and I know a lot of. Oh, I, oh sorry, I hated the last two because I hated Hobbs and Shaw as well, but. um but you like then it, Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, it's free on the streaming service that we have on Crave in Canada. Oh, okay, maybe I'll watch Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's a really, uh, my problem is, is that I was like the one defending it and people were like, Fast and Furious sucks. And I'm like, no, 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 you're just not appreciating it for what it is. Turn your brain off and watch them do stunts where you're like, oh, no way. Uh, right, 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 and right, having right. fun. And then all of a sudden people are liking that and I'm going, whoa, it's not a movie anymore. <laughs> so like I've, maybe it's me, maybe I'm the asshole, which is usually the maybe answer. You just but you want to be a little bit contrarian. That's fine. That's me yeah. with everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's okay. I'm okay I went that. from like drunk slob that wants this movie to be uh, explosions. <laughs> and then I turned into Roger Ebert, who's like, oh, what happened to the plot? And you're like, what? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, it's it's funny because I was thinking about that today. We were talking randomly about, uh, I was talking with my family about uh, how, like, what what do you want to be called when you have kids and they have kids? Are you going to be grandma? Are you going to be that. grandpa? Yeah. Are you going to be? And I was like, I think I'm going to call myself Gigi. Like my my yes. gra my grandpa on my mom's side was Gigi. And then I was thinking, like, would that offend my dad? Because on his side, it was grandpa. 
And he's mm. like, well, this guy wouldn't take. I'm like, if my dad knows one thing oh about God. me, it's that I want, I'm usually going to take the thing that isn't what most other people are taking just for yeah. the sake of it. And maybe that's you with the Fast and the Furious. Oh, it's I, like I, you want to like the ones that, that, that no, not many people are appreciating. <laughs> you know, it's not worth I'm the hipster. The best movie ever. Yeah, the, the Fast and the Furious hipster. Exactly. Uh, Tokyo Drift was the best one. <laughs> It's so underappreciated. I, you know, we talked about. You mentioned that that it's for free right now on a, one of the Canadian streaming services, Crave. Uh, and and there's a lot of companies right now that are doing things that are are trying to sort of combat the the uh, obvious boredom that's setting into a lot of people's lives and the monotony right. and all that. But uh, Nintendo went and they're doing. They have this crazy sale going right now on the Switch store, where right. it's basically like eighty percent off a lot of games. And and in fact, one of them is Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which I've been interested in getting since we went back and played Donkey Kong Country Two. Which to the listener, if you haven't heard that episode with Memorex, the guy who made our theme song, you should definitely go give that a listen. But I turned on the Switch in Canada, and apparently the sale just isn't going on in Canada for some reason. Like, what is what is that about? What why can't I get? It's a digital product. It's for sale in the U.S. and it's seventy nine ninety nine in Canada with no discount. Like that, well, I just don't understand why that would be. The problem I is, I want to give like, them my money. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this will have a nice bookending conversation when we talk about the game we're going to play today. But um, because I I don't know. Like, and the worst part is, if I did, the answer would probably be more boring than me going. I don't know because it's like oh, what's yeah, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. licensing between countries. Yeah. NAFTA and yeah. you're like oh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I just wanted a yes or no answer. Um. Yeah, and whereas like whereas like the game we're playing now, and I think so many games that uh, are kind of like this, and I think it's the same thing with movies and like Netflix, is that like so often you're like, all I want to do is just play this game, and I have money here. Can I please give you this money to play right, this game? And right, they go, right. no. It's like dealing yeah. with an airline. They're like, and we hate you. Um, yeah, you know, it's like, and so it's like Netflix. I was talking to an American friend yesterday, and they were talking about because uh, I posted something about Frasier. And uh, you know, classic Frasier, and uh, wow. and they're like, they're like, you're a Frasier head, and I'm like, well, oh no, not really. <laughs> I kind of yeah, you are. You're the biggest Frasier head. <laughs> Literally, you are the biggest Frasier head in my life. I don't know oh, a single person who likes Frasier more than you. Yeah, that's that 100%. might that might be true. I I don't know if anyone else in your life had watched Frasier. I think that's the thing. Um, no, but of course not. Of course, no one else in my life watched <laughs> Frasier. It was a very decorated show in the '90s, <laughs> Mikey. It won a slew of Emmys. Um, Niles and Ross and Martin. Oh my God! And tossed and salad and a bunch of scrambled eggs. Uh, okay, well, I'm not here to talk about Frasier, but what we were talking about is saying, "You watch Frasier? Oh man, it broke my heart when they took it off Netflix." I'm like, "Well, it's on in Canada." They're like, "What?" And I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's a constant thing where it's like we have something you do not. And and I think the thing this is like the greatest example of modern day grass is greener, where we have all, like, literally 10,000 titles that you could choose from yeah. on Netflix in Canada. But in America, there's 10,000 different ones. And you're like, well, those are better. And then they right, look at ours right, and go, right, well, right, those right. are better. And you're like, it's because right. you can't have it. That's that's exactly it. And yeah. it's, it's funny, too. I, I think the the main thing and, and this is something I've been I've been asking for from netflix every time i see netflix on the street you I see ask joe this. well you live in the same neighborhood ne uh, neighborhood as joe netflix joe netflix and and yeah. he's got the cutest little dog and, and <laughs> our dogs get along and every time we meet each other i'm just like listen joey n i got a favor to ask can you please you know how they have like comedies horror whatever yes. blah 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 yes. give me a randomized button oh just my give me god 20 random titles like, because there's so much good shit on there that you don't see because it's just not. We were one just of the talking more about recent this. things. It would make so much sense. I don't know why they don't do that. So there is a randomizer website for Netflix, and you can go on there 
and it's not Netflix official. It's some guy who started this. Right. Yeah. And you can do like IMDb score ratings, uh, Rotten Tomato score ratings, genres, and then like you could say, oh, okay, I only want seven and up or something like oh, that, wow. or eighty percent. The problem is, guess what? It's not it's for US. Canadian Netflix. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly, exactly. So, but that's, so like that's, what, that's why people always complain or, or or talk about how the the U.S. is better or Canada is better or, or uh, like there, there's a there's a different Netflix for every different country. But it's just because you're seeing titles that don't normally come across yeah. the field of vision. So you think those are so many things I haven't seen. Why don't I have access to those? But it's 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 just seeing something that's a little bit different. It, it, yeah. <laughs> I, another complaint I have because this is two old men complaining about Netflix is is that <laughs> is that an it's article convenient? <laughs> Not into my home. Um, I don't want those characters watching me. Um, is uh, is I it? Yeah, yeah. I just I'm showing them. I'm a, I'm completely decaying, and I'm just like, um, no. Is that is that is that all the articles? <laughs> yeah, big red tide, nothing else on. Um, <laughs> we're hairy enough that it kind of passes. Uh, yeah, is that, that's true. Um, is it is it all the articles coming on is like, oh, these these titles are hitting on this time. These titles are leaving. Every one of them is always American. And so I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, because it shouldn't be an article. That should be like a, one of their subheadings is going like leaving yeah. this month. And you're like, oh, got to watch these, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, That's it's strange. There's, there's so much in terms of user interface that they could do to improve. Oh, um, it, it's it's just a it's, it's a Pathetic. headache there. And, and it seems like now what they need more than anything is two inexperienced individuals who yeah. have been doing a podcast for mm -hmm. two years mm -hmm. to step in and just grab Netflix by the collar, yeah. shake it until it's good again. That's yeah, I, I agree. And they, they would, they go, you can't touch me unless you've done at least a hundred episodes. And we go, Oh, I've got something oh, to tell oh, you. Oh boy. oh boy. Have you seen our Twitter? Um, <laughs> we've got at least a hundred plus bonuses, baby. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so we so but speaking of that, I think that's a natural segue. Mikey, have you been watching anything during this isolation period that you wish to recommend? I have been watching. So I actually started to watch review uh based ah. on your recommendation. It's you know what? I'm still not into it as much as everyone else seems to be. It's good, it's really good, but I'm not yeah. laughing as hard out loud. Um, what I have been doing though, oh no, you know what I am watching, okay. also based on a conversation we had last week, is devs. I've completely caught yeah. up on devs. Have you, are you, are you fully caught up? I am fully caught up. So devs is the Alex Garland show, which we were talking about last on week, FX heard yeah. it, uh, on FX. And it's, it's currently showing as of us recording this episode. I think there's two episodes remaining and it's yeah. essentially about, I don't know what year it is, but it seems pretty close to now nowadays. Y yeah. And there's, it's, it's very, what I like about it is it's very hard SF, like hard science fiction, speculative fiction, where it's really trying to use actual math and and theories on quantum mechanics and quantum physics and create a story around it and i find myself constantly guessing and expecting what the plot's going to be and what's going to go on and everything seems legitimate like legitimately that it could happen yeah and it's so so it makes it fun to play along and guess along and have these reveals go i'm fucking loving that show so much well i'm glad you're enjoying it i knew you would i i love it it's alex garland just does stuff where you're like oh, this is so cool like this feels yeah, so cool yeah yeah, like There's, he just dropped. Yeah, no, no. This, this, this is the one of his though. Maybe it's because it's on TV and he's got different producers involved, and maybe doesn't have as much say. This is the one time though where there are certain things that'll happen that seem very, like stereotypical 
cliche television, like things happening where I'm like, that's kind of stupid. Like what, what's going I, on here? I honestly, yeah, I don't want to get too much into it because I think we'll have a long talk about it after it's finished. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because um, it, it really, if it's like any of his other work, there will be some reveals and stuff that you just can't come back from. Um, yeah. Is that I think there has been moments where I'm like, hmm, that felt really odd, of, really odd, like out of kind of scope of the show. And I think there's some kind of reveal that is going to happen where you're like, oh, like well, see, it's it's not it's not as much like about the plot or about different character decisions. Some of it is just like like they, there's this the guy, the head of security of the basically like Google firm in this yes. is supposed to be like, think Mike from Breaking Bad, like basically yeah, that kind of character. Yeah, the the older guy who's got experience and this and that. But there's one scene where he basically kicks the shit out of and petrifies like a very seemingly in shape guy and has him cowering and crying. He doesn't have any weapons. He and even the his movements when he's intimidating him do not look intimidating. And I'm like, why would you write a scene like this where I'm supposed to think that like a, a 65, 70 year old out of shape guy is petrifying like a young late twenties in shape dude to the point of him crying. Like it just things like that, that kind of happen. Yeah. Like, oh. I, I I think you have an issue with that because you see yourself as the uh, in shape quivering uh, late twenties guy. I see myself as that all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and you're like, I hope that 55 year old guy without a weapon doesn't make me cry. It's yeah, a constant struggle they, you have, but they do without even threatening. Oh me. yeah, I'm constantly cry as a result of what an older person says to me. He just leans over and goes, "Sir," and you're, "Oh God, what?" And you're like, "You have the time." And you're like, "I do." <laughs> Break my finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Break my finger, old daddy. Um. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we can't say I, I, I really enjoyed devs. It's really nice to have a new program to look forward to. Um, uh, I'm going to I'm just going to skip through this because I know Mikey's going to roll his eyes really hard because he's a snob. But is that uh -oh. the, the other two shows that I really look forward to every week is one of my classic favorites that I've watched every episode of is Top Chef. I love Top Chef more than anything. Um, okay, sure. I do because it's actually like, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you never see that episode and you're like, I hate it. Um, is, yeah, uh, I'm a snob. That's what I said. Uh, it's, I really do like Top Chef. I, especially the earlier ones, it was because all these like line cooks and sous chefs, legitimately like nobodies would be on the show going, I need enough money to open a restaurant. And they're like, oh, cool, yeah, 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 yeah. you win $125,000. Not a million, not anything. You get to go right. to like, and you get like an expose and like uh, food and wine. So it's like, it right. always was about like legitimately just normal people working and then doing something pretty incredible. Now it's kind of like getting into all-star seasons and stuff. And so now we're back into like celebrity chef for celebrity chef idea. And I, and so I less like it now, but I've never missed an episode. So whatever. I watched that week to week. And then um, Survivor, obviously. You know what? Um, My parents are watching Survivor as it's well. Great. It's great. That's the kind of show. I, I listen. It's I, I agree with you. It is super entertaining television. Oh yeah. And I used to watch every season of Survivor. Something happened with reality TV. It was when I was watching The Amazing Race, and I just realized oh, boy. I am so stressed out watching those shows. Oh, yeah. I take it so personally when the person I'm cheering for gets voted out that it's not worth watching. I sat down to try to watch half of an episode. Yeah. And by the end of it, my heart was racing. I was like, I should go play Sekiro and throw a controller. Cause that's a little bit more easy to handle than, uh, than, than watching an episode of survivor. Well, okay, I, I'm, you know what? I appreciate your open eyes view on that one. Um, <laughs> how is Sekiro going by the way? Man, oh, oh boy. I had a really rough day with it yesterday. I had uh -oh. a very rough day with Sekiro yesterday. I want to love this game so goddamn right. bad, but it's just not 
Bloodborne and it's not Dark Souls. And the mm. more I try to pretend like it is, the more frustrated I get. I legitimately think it's the worst game FromSoft has designed in as long as I've been a fan of their games. Um, I know that it's gotten crazy high praise and everything, but I can't help but think that if it weren't a FromSoft game and they didn't have the pedigree of Dark Souls and Bloodborne, no one would have had the patience to play through it. And the reason I say hmm. that is because if, it, like, I've talked about this a lot. What I love about Dark Souls and what I love about Bloodborne and, and those games is that I don't know. Have you have you have you spoken about how much you love those games? Do you want to give oh, someone? Have a I not, no, have I, I not don't think so. That? No, I don't have think I not so. That I love those games. You can't oh, just drop so that information in with no context, Mikey. Like That's you got to tell so people. There, there are these games that I've tried. I rented them from Blockbuster and Jumbo Video back in the day. And ah. they're Dark Souls and Bloodborne. And I the, the thing I love the most about them is they're notoriously difficult, but I find them to be the most predictable and fair games that you can play. So every time you die, you feel like it's your fault. The problem with Sekiro <laughs> is that every time I die and every time I succeed, there's never really this feeling of like, I succeeded there because I did X, Y, or Z. It always yeah. feels like you just kind of lucked out. Like none of the mechanics, the parry mechanics, the dodge mechanics seem to have the consistency of the other games. And and when you're going up against a boss and losing, not because you feel like you're making mistakes, but you feel like the game just isn't really uh, like adjusting to you or, or it's not giving you the dice rolls that you want. It's so fucking frustrating. And I was so close to throwing my goddamn controller. Thank <laughs> God I have an Xbox Elite controller which is super expensive and I don't want to throw it. If it were a regular <laughs> controller, I would have been punching the shit out of it. I've broken controllers by punching them. Before. Mikey, between your pursuit of fairness, which is something you value and <laughs> wanting abuse, you should have been like a Lutheran or something like that. Like you should have been oh. like some sect of, you know, Christianity that was very strict. I would a hundred percent flagellate myself. If oh, Michael Shannon in Boardwalk Empire. hundred percent. Yeah. That's I, a show I, we I, might go back and watch actually. You know what? The first few seasons of that show, amazing. I I did not like. I think that show fell off the rails so quickly. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I remember, and that's kind of why I'm like hesitating to do because like um, on Crave, which we spoke about recently, which I guess the show is brought to you by Crave, is uh, <laughs> is all of HBO's catalog is on there just for the seven ninety nine a month, which is like for some American people listening to this is going to be kind of absurd because you have to pay like fifteen ninety nine for just HBO. As its own oh. separate subscription yeah, yeah, service yeah, yeah. in the no, States, HBO Max or what, HBO Go or whatever it is. And so like this, having the whole back catalog and everything new coming out is like absurd. I can't believe we can get that for so you cheap. Even, for, for some of the better shows on HBO, you can even watch them live. Like I had credit yeah. for Game of Thrones and I was watching those episodes live. It's, it's yeah. an, it, that is, I think, I honestly think Crave is the best deal for a streaming service. Completely agree. If you're looking for something in between cable and, and something that's like fixed streaming like Netflix. Well, speaking of that, there's two things I want to talk about then. A couple of things I want to talk about that we're watching right now. We're watching. I'm watching. Is uh, I don't know why. Like we're together. Um, <laughs> is uh, is uh, okay. Couple things. So on Crave, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, which uh, airs on Vice. Oh my god, I is, fucking love that show. Is on a second season, and it's another show that I watch every week to week. Like, oh, it's Tuesday. Gotta watch Dark Side of the Ring. Um, my brother and I have been doing that every every. Uh, he usually works uh, Tuesdays because he's in a in a restaurant, so it's still open. Uh, yeah, for for catering. Shout out to uh, to Pig Out Restaurant in Toronto. Yeah, there uh, we go. You can get it on Uber Eats. You can get it wherever you want. It's fantastic food. It's barbecue. Um, 
uh, so we'll watch every Wednesday and we'll uh, yeah. and, and we'll we'll pick up on the new episodes. This season has been fantastic. Yeah, so every season seems to be produced by a new superstar, like a, a former wrestler. Um, and this season's Chris Jericho is doing it. Yeah. So uh, it's all stories in and around his experiences. He's narrating it. And so the, for the premiere, it was a two-part uh, premiere for the murder and uh, suicides of the Benoit family. And uh, and that was incredible. And like as much as you know the story, it's still like breathtaking. Oh, um, and then the second, sto- the second one Breath- episode. Man, heart-taking. Uh, sure. Uh, is uh, is uh, the second one was uh, the crimes and life of New Jack, which was yeah bizarre. bizarre. Um, what that was a fa- hard episode to watch. Oh, I was oh god, that like guy. there were legitimate video scenes of abuse, like like and crimes, yeah. like oh crimes, I, yeah crimes. I couldn't believe what what I was watching in that episode. Yeah, I, it was awful. It was it was awful. And 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 then the next next week is uh jimmy fly snooker and the did, did the murder and disappearance of his girlfriend in Allentown, pennsylvania 30 years ago he killed her like that's just like <laughs> it's kind of like how like ray lewis is now like an ambassador for the nfl but he's definitely killed a guy yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's kind of yeah, yeah. like he killed somebody um right. and not like the undertaker killed mankind in 1998 hell in the cell <laughs> where he threw him 26 feet off the top of hell itself yeah um, not like that. Uh, like actual murder. Um, so wait, that that wasn't actual murder. I don't know. Have you seen Mick Foley recently? I don't know. <laughs> um, no, by the so, way, by the way, yeah. the, the the unsung hero of Dark Side of the Ring, Jim Cornette. What a fucking gem. They it, honestly, I think if they find episodes that are low, they go like, "Why well, don't let's get Vince Russo and Jim Cornette on this episode?" Yeah, and they can yeah, just yell at each exactly. other for twenty minutes. The the problem is between I lo- okay, I'm so because Jim Cornette might be coming back to wrestling. I I got some thoughts on this, but I, this is not the podcast to do it on. Is Jim Cornette loves wrestling with every molecule in his body, where Vince Russo hates wrestling with every right. molecule in their body, but they both are passionate about it. And so therefore it's this like perfect oil and vinegar of yeah. like, bro, I don't care. And he's like, that guy, I'll kill him. And you're like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? I, I, who do you side with? Cause I hate Vince Russo. I fucking oh, I hate, hate that guy. Man. Vince Russo yeah. ruined wrestling. You know, yeah. as much as he, he got it to the highs of the highs in the late nineties with, with WWE and, and, and WCW, he brought it to this like very real thing that, that no, it was never more popular than it was then. Right. But he also, but it was also like a short fuse in which there was no sustainability to that. You can't keep pushing yourself um, until people die. And I think the brawl for the all brawl for all episode, which was last week, kind of shows that. Like, what a terrible idea, you know? And like, and he was even like, even in the episode, I think that's as much humility as he'll ever show. Is going, yeah, it was a bad idea. Uh, (laughs) I constantly got told it was a bad idea, and it was a bad idea. Um, Well, but that's that's the thing. In that episode, nine times out of ten, he's like, I have no regrets. It was entertaining. Even when I'm watching it, it's entertaining. And then there's like a small clip where he's like, yeah, I don't like to see anyone get hurt. I'm yeah. not sure if it was the best idea. I was like, wait a second. What happened to the 40 minutes prior to this when you were like pumping your own tires? So just to quickly go through it, if you haven't seen Dark Side of the Ring, Brawl for the All was uh, Brawl for for it all. Brawl for it all. Brawl for, for it all, sure. I think. Yeah, There's a rhyme in there somewhere. Is uh, <laughs> is that there was a, a real boxing MMA wrestling style tournament that they – that they did where wrestlers were actually trying to knock each other out. And if it wasn't, it was going to be scorecards and stuff like that. But what happened was just routinely the people that they thought were tough guys were just getting injured all the time. Like people were just really hurting themselves and it was just bad for business. Uh, You know, cause also like, it's hard to tell a story where this guy's super tough and this guy's super tough. But last week I saw this guy knock somebody out, like actually knock somebody out. And it it ruins that kayfabe. 
right? Oh, it ruins the kayfabe completely. Like, how are you supposed to do this anymore? And Bart Gunn won, who they didn't expect to win, and so much so that they threw him to punishment at WrestleMania, where Butterbean, <laughs> a prize fighter, a 300-plus-pound prize fighter, just nearly decapitated Bart Gunn, a non-professional when, when I, fighter. When I heard about that, it was – I my stomach dropped because, Ugh. like – you know, you just, you know, there's a difference between someone who can box yeah. and people who are professional athletes uh, or professional wrestlers. Mm. They are both serious athletes. There's yes. no doubting. Oh, that. no, but no. None of them is trained to knock someone else out. And you knew, especially Butterbean, like one of the most notorious knockout. That's boxers. all he does. <laughs> That's all he does. Yeah. And, uh, and as soon as you saw that match being set up, you're like, oh, there's no way this ends with anything but Bart Gunn getting his head torn off. Like, it, it was that's Vince McMahon being a sociopathic, psychopathic, fucking lunatic. Yeah, he's like he's like punishing this guy for winning a tournament that he wasn't supposed to win. Fuck Vince McMahon. He's uh, the no. most absurd human being in the world. There, you know, you know, it's so funny. It's I'm so done with biopics and like biopics and whatever you want to have pronounce it. But and it's like, oh, this person was so close to this person. We should give them an award and like bending over backwards, even though these movies aren't good. Um, the Vince McMahon story is something that they're like, oh, it's a six part documentary. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Let's I want it. I, I would be in. There is so much about this guy's life that is so deranged. He has the weirdest upbringing. He's been abused as a child. He, like all this kind of stuff. And like he doesn't like uh yawning or no sneezing 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 yeah. yeah and if you sneeze he's seen that as a sign of weakness and you're done and it's like yeah what the hell and this guy's almost a billionaire yeah what well, once it, again it, <laughs> billionaires overrated <laughs> yeah, go, go figure go yeah. figure um okay so let's imagine there's a movie about and then we'll get we'll get into our game of the week obviously. yeah we'll get into we'll, that we'll after kind of off track. but um because i have a ton to say about that game as well i have so much to talk about. let's there's a trailer is announced for the Vince McMahon movie. Okay. Who plays Vince McMahon? Wow. Oh, okay. You know what? I got one. Uh, Tom Hardy. Because. Oh, damn. I can see that. You Tom like Hardy? Vince McMahon uh, here. I don't want to get into a libel case or anything like that, but like, <laughs> let's just say I've heard that, you know, Vince McMahon might've taken steroids in his life. And, and if sure. you see pictures of him in the late nineties, early two thousands, he oh, is, yeah massive he is he so is. so so big and so you need this kind of like big chested big shouldered swagger guy like you know let me tell you how it is kind of thing and yeah. i think tom party could pull that off i think he could transform himself enough to become this man yeah. as well because i think someone like uh someone like uh henry cavill has the build for it as well oh that's think he's good. A good enough i don't think he's a good enough actor to pull no. it off though yeah. yeah but his face is closer to it where you could actually yeah. like imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. um yeah, if you have any ideas of who you think should play Vince McMahon Ooh. in his movie, we'd love to hear it. Hit us up on our Twitter. Hit us up at Retrograde Pod, and we'll tell you whether you're right or wrong, which I love doing. I love telling, oh, I love telling people that. It's the best. But, Mikey, I can't. we can't delay this Don't anymore. Don't you dare call me butt Mikey. <laughs> oh, yeah, you that, you're senseless to Mikey, baby. <laughs> Classic ass man, Mikey. Uh, is... Uh, <laughs> is we can't delay any further. We have to talk about this video game. We do. It's a video game we've been circling for literally since the start of the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead. Now, here's the thing. Our usual rule is that the game has to come out before 2007. Um, we were looking for a way to fit this, this game in. <laughs> hey, this was 2008. 
Oh wow! Yeah, it's right. It's right on the cusp, so it's like not not a huge deal. Uh, it's it's one year off. Oh man, but I I this is kind of the perfect opportunity. Like we've been saying, we're looking for games that we can play online. Um, Andrew bootcamped his Mac computer so that we could do this. Um, we we've I've got it on Steam, and and we're we're yeah. going to give it a shot. But this is this is a game that you and I talk about a lot, and there are few games. Uh, that I think you talk about more in terms of something that you were obsessed with, apart from your, like you play a lot of sports games yeah. and you get, you have those, the seasons that you get wrapped up in and right. the wrestling games and this and that mm -hmm. left for dead is to me, I think the most like traditional video game game that you talk about having taken up that much of your time. See, I, I think that's a good. I, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But I, I think the other reason I talk about it is because it crystallized a time in my life that I can't replicate now. This is a pure co-op game. I've got so many great stories about this. Uh, yeah. This is a pure co-op game where you could sit on the couch with four other people and actually play this game where it felt like the game was designed for that experience. Yes. We don't have games like that anymore. And so I look back on those times that I was in university at the time and I it was so great because you got to like have beers at noon with your friends and play yep. all Sunday afternoon, you know? Right, and exactly. It was hard, but fair. There was interesting communication and teamwork involved. Uh, there were some like iconic characters like the witch. Um, like there, there are moments where you kind of walk away going like, that's a special game. Um, so I also, this is also one of the first games that I really played online. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't even did know. Play, did you play with other people online? Like co-op with other people online? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. cool. So you there was really two two really cool methods where you play uh, team on team where it's four on four and the yeah. other four are evil zombies and you play as like the special smoker uh, boomer right. zombies right. and the other four are trying to get through the level. I have the craziest story and I hope that person's not listening so I'm not going to use their story, their real name. <laughs> but I used to play with this other person who used to play, we were in university together and we used to play. She met somebody through Left 4 Dead that she ended up marrying. What? Yeah, so she would play that is the dream. That the, is the dream. Well, it lasted a year, but it uh it, it that is the dream. <laughs> so they would play, they would talk, they would talk. I played with them not knowing anything, and then all right. of a sudden I found out like, "Oh, I'm flying over to, to Scotland to meet this guy." And you're oh, like, "Damn. What?" And yeah, so it um and and no one said it was real, and then well, it wasn't cuz it only lasted a year. But um <laughs> But yeah, but for like, that year, baby, it was as real as anything else. I, oh boy, was it! I, I just want to bring up that just like this, this was one of the first games I played like online, and I'm I'm probably in 2008. I'm probably a little late to it, but nonetheless, like I have these great experiences of both couch golf and online, which just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I mean, playing online for those of you who didn't grow up with online as an option, yeah. when it started to become a thing, it was very nerve wracking for mm -hmm. some of us to get started with it, especially for something like co-op, because yeah, you're playing something, you, your voice is on the line, your personality is on the line. It's not, it's not like you're just like turning, a, turning off the rest of the world, playing it, you live, you die. It's all up to you. It doesn't really matter. Now all of yeah. a sudden you're like responsible for other people and your own actions. It was very intimidating and very draining. So it needed a game like this, something that you could re yeah. that really spoke to you in order for you to, to take to this new option. Um, like let, oh, <laughs> Andrew just changed his name on our video chat to is currently being catfished. Um, <laughs> does that mean that I'm like a puppet that, that, that I'm, I'm oh, not actually speaking? Yeah, you. It's not you. This is like a recording in which, like, we do this together. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, of course, of course. This is this is this is a deep fake for me. Which Whoa. why they would choose me for for the deep fake? That would not not be that smart. <laughs> um, but this, so I didn't play this game online that much. Um, oh, okay. I played this one. Uh, it was it was primarily uh, we, actually it's funny because we were talking about Castle Crashers on our last episode. Uh, yeah. My buddy Maddie, he was the guy who fucking loved this game, and we'd have some of our oh. friends over sometimes okay. to play this one at our house because we lived uh, we lived together with uh, with two other people. Uh, one of them ended up stealing a lot of money from me and we ended up having to kick him out of the, that was a whole fucking thing. That was, wow. yeah, my, my, here, here's the story. I won't get that into, but uh, maybe <laughs> one day, maybe one day I'll tell it. Um, my quote unquote best friend from oh, no. first year university, uh, turns out he had stolen a copy of my debit card and was yeah and, and saw me enter my password wow. and he or it started when i was like in the shower at uh, in university he would like take my debit card run down to the atm on campus take out money and this and that and i had like university payments and book payments and oh card, like, all this stuff so i didn't i didn't recognize it this gone went on for a year and a half oh anyway, my god he, yeah a year and a half and when he was out of the picture uh we we got much closer with my other friends how is we, that related to left for dead well because we was were he a zombie living in the, we, he may as well have been oh um my uh no we were all playing together because we lived in the same house right yeah, right yeah. so when he left uh, it was me and my buddy maddie and another one of my friends alex and we we would play left for dead quite a bit with another friend trevor and it was that perfect like four people sit down play this game it was less about online but that to me was it would harken back to that couch co-op time which there was this weird era where like couch co-op and online multiplayer were kind of there but like none of them were that great so when you could find one that worked as couch yeah. co-op or as online multiplayer it was such an attractive uh game well, you know and also it was so plug and play like it was so like i can give somebody a controller and you could figure it out in 30 seconds. It's not yeah, like, yeah. okay, which, oh, I gotta wait. I gotta change the controls. Okay, wait. Right. Okay, which one's the grenade? Like, no, it's like, just here, shoot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was there was such accessibility to it that I really, really appreciated, which well, I, uh, yeah. you'll miss now. <laughs> yeah, the base, the base gameplay is very, if you've played a shooter in any form, you can play this game. Yeah. What was good about it was that it, was a much better game if you cooperated well like yes the, the platform of the game the base gameplay is fairly straightforward but what what requires skill is co-op and that's a rare thing that i don't think many games can can hit on now um yeah and that that's i think that was one of the most attractive things it's like everyone can play a first person shooter your mechanics aren't that important what's important is how right. you can play with your team yeah oh no absolutely and like all the characters are the same even though they're like different characters they all act the same so like there is some really like and i also do remember thinking oh i'm pretty good at this game but there's like an expert mode where like i don't think you can get touched like i don't think you can get a tick of health off you or you lose or something Probably. like that and yeah. i could never i could never do that and i'm like and i appreciated that there was another level to this seemingly simple game where i was like oh okay good like yeah, I, I'm not yeah, that yeah. good yet. You know what I mean? Which, and uh, that was one of the rare games too, where it was like, I didn't feel, I didn't feel pressured to have to play at that level either. I didn't no. feel like if I weren't playing expert, I weren't getting a lot out of the game. Yeah. It was just kind of like, Hey, if you're good enough, go try it. And I was not like, this was one of those games where you turn on, you turn it on, you play a level and it was a crapshoot whether or not you guys would beat that level. And I yeah. liked that. It wasn't a walk in the park, totally. but it also wasn't incredibly frustrating. Like the point was you weren't supposed to win every time. And if you did, some of you were going to die. Some of you weren't going to make the drop. Like that's what made it exciting and totally. made it fun. Yeah, who's got health? Um, who's got yeah? Like it was yeah. 
And this is this is one of the cool things too is like the general reception of this game when I'm looking back at it. Um, you would think a game that is basically the same uh, start to finish. Like every there are only so many levels, there are only so many characters. The characters do not differentiate themselves beyond just having different voice lines and different skins. But what this game does is allow for replayability through the form of its AI director, who I drafted in oh, our uh, bonus episode from last week to give oh. me a heads up on where the zombies were going, which was a brilliant play, and you admitted it. Brilliant. And and let's let's just leave it at that. Brilliant. Um, but in the reviews, they actually praised the game's replayability, not because you got a bunch of different levels and a bunch of different players and you could you could mix it all up. It was simply because playing through the same level was never going to be the no. same yeah. one time or another. Because the AI director was constantly thinking, how much ammo do they have? Which direction are they going? Where can I put in a group of enemies to come from? Where can I pull ammo away from? Yeah. Um, to make it so that everything was fresh. You never knew what was going to come around the corner, no, no matter yeah. how many times you played that level. Yeah, because the zombies usually came in herds, and it right. depended on sound and noise, and if you'd fired off a bunch of bullets, they would come in a horde when there was like four standing around. And then right. it also was about, uh, if I can remember how many there were, but I think there were like four special zombies, like uh, boss zombies kind of thing. There was a there smoker... Were- there were five actually. There was a boomer who was bloated. Yeah. He he do he like spit the vision impairing things on you, yeah. and it would explode on death. The hunter was agile. That was oh, when they come in and yeah. pin you down. The smoker had the long tongue where he yeah. kind of like shoot you from a distance, and then you had to. Have You'd be like on a rooftop, out. and yeah, yes. And then the tank, self-explanatory, just huge control cars and stuff like that. And then obviously the fucking witch. The so witch. scary. I hated the witch so much. Which you drafted back when we did our top. I think it was like two octobers ago our scariest video game characters of all uh, yeah time or i did and there was i just it was great because the the verbal cue where you hear her crying yeah and you're like you're like wait stop 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 and you had to like talk to everyone and go like yeah wait, literally wait. no one move no one yeah. move. no one move is she around like and if you flashed a flashlight at her or a shot near her or walked into yeah. her or something like that yeah she would freak out and kill definitely kill one of you so yeah um yeah that was a, that's a great character i forgot about the hunter yeah the hunter with the scream um yeah yeah, you know, I just, I also think that, like, you know, zombies are the most played out thing. There's been a hundred properties to zombies, including, like, you know, 12 seasons of Walking Dead or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And this this came out two years before the Walking Dead TV show. And so it's like, yeah. it really was before, why this also was super valuable was like, this is a cool idea before it had already been done like crazy. Right, it was before it was all played out, which was great. And yeah, it was, 100%. And it was still new and still fresh. Like, before The Walking Dead came to TV, and even for the first few years where it was, zombies were in this renaissance, and they were treated, like, very, very well. Like, it was, yeah. it was actually... People like, loved it. I, yeah, and, they, and they, they did good things with them. They were still exploring new things, and this kind of came at the, at the start of all that. Yeah. And this was... So this was November 17th, 2008. This game came out. Here's something interesting. Okay. 2008. 2008. What's 8 divided by 2? 8 divided by 2 is is 4. Left 4 dead. How many characters are are there in this game? There's 4. Left 4 dead. How many game modes are there in this game? Uh, 2? 4. There's 4. 4. Okay. 2008. (laughs) 8 divided by 2 equals 4. 4 playable characters. 4 game modes. 1. Hell of a good game. (laughs) What direction can you only turn in this game? Left. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true. What yeah, are the villains? Big... Dead. Dead. 
uh, 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 and then number four. No, we got it. We covered yeah, the whole no, title. Yeah, the whole title great. is very well represented in this game. Um, so the four game modes, there's single player where you have AI partners. There's the four player co-op campaign, the eight player versus mode, like you said, where four yeah. of you are the enemies and four of you are the, the good guys, the heroes, the humans. Uh, and then there's no four humans. player survivor mode, which is more of like a, a horde mode type thing. Yeah. Um, the four playable characters. There's William Overbeck. He's the Green Beret and the non-veteran. Oh. Um, Zoe, just college student. That's the only description you college get from student. her. Uh, Lewis, the district account manager. This is the guy I always played as. I liked him because he had like yeah. the dress shirt and the tie. Uh, Francis yeah. was the outlaw biker, baby. <laughs> no difference between their yeah. gameplay, but you know, yep. that is what it is. No, not even height or anything like that, which I'm totally fine with. So it didn't matter who you were. Yeah, exactly. It was just I, what I did like was the interaction and the different voice lines you get between yeah. those characters. Um, and the, in the gameplay, one thing that I do really like about this, and this will kind of lean in another game that I've been playing uh, going back to is Resident Evil 2. Because Resident Evil mm. 3 came out, and then I realized, I'm like, I've never even beaten Resident Evil 2, which I, I never beat it either. Love. Um, but in this game, you start with the pistol, and it basically has unlimited ammo. Yeah. So you never find yourself without a gun. And yeah. one of the huge problems I'm having with, with Resident Evil 2 is because you there are constantly reviving zombies and more zombies introducing themselves and the tyrant who's just come to <laughs> Hello, the corners. I'm oh, a zombie. Hi. I noticed your window was not broken. I broke it for you and now I'm inside <laughs> yeah. the mansion. <laughs> Hello, I couldn't help but notice your beautiful fleshy neck. Is there something I can do about this? No? Okay, well, I'm going to. Okay. I'm well, going to shut it up himself. with my uh, my teeth. Uh, I'm just going to lay down here for a bit until you walk precariously close oh. to me. I'll grab your ankle. Listen, my goal is to get to game. your neck. I know it's so fucking yeah. annoying. I it's so annoying. One, no, that that's one of the problems that I that I have with it is that is that you you like when I see a zombie, I'm going to shoot the zombie until it's dead and not getting back up. If yeah. you play Resident Evil Two like that you won't succeed because you need ammo. So what I like about Left 4 yeah. Dead is you always have something that you can. You can reload. There's always something. I'm now running around the police station in Resident Evil 2. I know where I need to get. Every corner yeah. I turn around, the fucking tyrant is there, and I have no ammo. I literally have no knife, no guns. I just have to run around and hope the tyrant doesn't show up. But guess what? He's everywhere. I'm so pissed <laughs> off at that game right now. I and hate I, that game so much. <laughs> I, I know that I'm I know that I could love it. Yeah. But it's there's something prevent. I'm at a point where I just don't know how I'm supposed <laughs> to get beyond this without just playing for an hour and hating it for a bit it's so frustrating i also i'm also not a big survival guy in the way that like i hate counting bullets and yes. going like like you know it's just it's a time crunch that's all it is it's a time tax where like well i guess i gotta go back and pick up more bullets you know like kind of like ah, oh, it just drives me crazy that game well but, even, um, even though in this one it's it's limited you can't go back and get more bullets once you pick up bullets they're gone it's they're done. gone like Res yeah. resident evil 4 was so much more well balanced i thought in terms of how many bullets there were if you if you took good shots yeah. um you basically could kill every zombie in the game and not worry about needing to like sprint around like like right. juke them like you're fucking Deion sanders or whatever <laughs> um um but uh, yeah, so I'm a little bit frustrated at that. But, well, but this game, it never had a lack of bullets, which was good. You know, it's funny. The Also, the other comparison that I think about all the time is that since you start in an isolated safe area and once you open the door, the level has started. But you could spend yeah. as long as you want in the earlier parts. And I they have really areas. I do too. And I, I really, and you are, your job is to get through the streets or whatever you're going through to get to another safe house where you can lock the door and do it. There is something very overwatchy to me about that where you're like on a team 
there's a safe to a safe and you're yes. trying to just do that. And so yes. like, I like that because there's weird like voice things. There's also really cool, like written notes inside the isolation safe as is like for Mary, if you see this, I'm at, yes. you know, the station or whatever. Yes. I, I really, uh, as much as there wasn't a story, they were kind of like back ending it in like, well, if you want one, there's kind of one here, you know, um, they were creating atmosphere, which is perfect. Yes. That's, that's a good way. That's something it. We should, okay. Maybe on our next bonus episode, I'd love to talk about the best safe areas in video Ooh. games. Cause there are so like that, like when a game does a good job of like, there's chaos out there, but while you're in here, you're safe. Yeah. It's all good. Those areas and games like a bonfire and dark souls or something mm. like that are just they're heavenly. I love them so much. So that to me yeah. is like masterpiece video game design when you do well, that well. I ranking number one, that. ranking number one of that is in mommy's arms. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Of course. Um, uh, rank number zero of that is uh, is 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 daddy's spoon. I don't. I don't. Like, <laughs> oh no. I don't like being in daddy's spoon. It's it's no. It's that's no fun. Um, so left for dead, Andrew. You mentioned that you played this a lot in, yeah. in university. Yeah. And you had your core group of friends playing it. So. When was the last time you played this game? I was still in university. I uh, I I couldn't even tell you. Probably two thousand. It's been over ten years. Okay, yeah. So it's been it's been at least that long for me as well. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm curious because this is this is one of those games where you have way more experience with it than I do. Um. Apart from just having played it, you know, as often as I could with, mm-hmm. with my friends, I never even owned a copy of it until oh, wow. now on Steam. Um, I would always play it through other people, uh, but because my roommates had it, I would play it fairly often. So I I know that this is not going to be uh, the kind of game that I give an, uh, a crazy score to, uh, which which I feel is going to upset you a little bit because I know this is one of so your, like, your go-tos. <laughs> but uh, maybe let's start with that. Do we want to get into uh, into our reviews for this game a little bit? I, I think I think we should, yeah. Okay, so for those of you who are new or may have just forgotten, Andrew and I each give these games two specific rankings. The first ranking out of four bits is our review based on what the game meant to us growing up, as though we're reviewing it back when it first came out. Then we take a bit of a break to revisit the game and give it its second ranking, also out of four bits, which represents how the game holds up in the modern day. That said, every game will receive an ultimate score out of a possible 16 bits, with eight of those bits coming from Andrew, four for the retro score, four for the current score, and eight for myself. Same breakdown. Andrew, yeah, can you please break it down for oh, me? Oh, I'd love to. Um, okay, so th- you know what's so funny? You said that you're like, oh, I don't want you to be upset. I'm giving a low score. I actually don't because I-, I wouldn't care at all because this is not a game that has had the nostalgia lasting ability of other games. Like you never hear people going like, you know what I miss? Left for Dead. You know, like they're always talking about like, you know, yeah. I wish I could be Mario 64 yeah. again or something like that, right? And so yeah, true, true. I don't I don't resent people for not doing this. I to be honest, it's more more important for me that we're doing this game on this podcast so that maybe a couple more people can go back and play and go, oh. Right, I forgot about that. Um, right, you know, so like if you know whatever you give it, I totally understand because it 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 hit me at a special time in my life where I was able to be around people, play video games, and have time on my hands to play with other people. Whereas that's yeah. just not you know the older you get, that's just not true, right? And so I I'd be cheating myself if I'm not going to give this a four. I, I just oh, it's amazing. I, I just I have to because it just it did everything I wanted to be. It was so much fun. It was a unique experience in which I look back incredibly fondly. And I played a ton of it when I was able to. And really, the stopping of playing it was just lack of options. You know, for a long time, this game was impossible to play on newer Xboxes and stuff like that. So um, the fact that we're able to go back and play in Steam is just so exciting. And so I have to give this four to four. I love that. My biggest barrier to entry with this game, there's there's two of them that were really preventing me from really taking to it. 
Right. One of them is the fact that these co-op games used to stress me out because I was I was worried about like especially if it weren't my friends like like that's why I never bought it for myself. I just didn't really right. want to play with people online. The second is that scary games are very hard for me to get into. I consider scary games like a very hot bath. Okay. <laughs> I once I'm in them, once I'm in them, and I'm naked and my balls are floating all over the place. I'm good. I'm good to go. But the problem is the process of setting it up and getting comfortable in it is just too much. Like nah. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta heat up the water. You gotta slowly get. You gotta wait for the tub to fill up. Yep. You gotta slowly get into it. And yeah. It Once you get your genitals, that's the big one. Yeah. That's yeah. the big, the yeah. huge one, actually, in my case. <laughs> huge <laughs> slamming one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's that feeling of like not being comfortable until you are, and then it's incredibly enjoyable. But sitting yeah. on my couch and not being scared of anything, it's weird to then say, I'm going to scare the shit out of myself and play something like Left 4 Dead. It's why it's hard for me to even watch scary movies. I don't do well with jump scares, and this game is full of them. And the atmosphere just spooks me a little bit, and that's why it's taken me over a year to get through Resident Evil 2 as well. So with that said, yeah. uh, I think nowadays, like in the modern day i'm actually going to enjoy it more than i would have back then interesting but between the the co-op element which i wasn't fully into back in the day and the horror element which i which i i still am not as into but but i'm i've more become more accustomed to right um it was it was a little bit uh it was a little bit hard to get into but when i was into it it was fun i never loved it as much as my friends but uh, but i did love once i gotten used to it so i'm gonna give this one a uh, a three out of four Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't even yeah. think you were going to get that high. That's great. Okay. Yeah. So with Mikey's three and my four, that's a seven out of eight. That's a pretty good score. We'll see how it does uh, in the uh, in the actual gameplay portion, which I'm so, so, so excited to play. I am very excited. This is one of the games where I, I, I'm very excited to play it because I think it's still going to have such a uh, such a good redeeming quality to right. it. I think there's a lot here that that's enjoyable. I think that this may hold up as a game that like similar to Castle Crashers that we could just we could play today, even though it yeah. came out over 10 years ago. And I it. wonder, I wonder, I wonder about the graphics. I think the controls were simple enough, as I remember, that it shouldn't be yep. an issue. But the graphics. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Wow, yes, we will. uh, You want to take a little bit of a break and go play the game? Let's go play this game. I'm so excited. (laughs) All right, we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Yeah, bye. By the way, happy birthday, Andrew. It is Andrew's (laughs) birthday as of Saturday. Happy birthday. Thank you, buddy. Someone's still alive. Oh, this game is dark. I see one here. I'm shooting with my. Reloading. I uh, see. I'm still not used to like how much ammo you get, so I'm worried to uh, to use my shotgun too much. So I don't want to run out. 461 bullets in my machine gun. I think I'm gonna. Oh yeah, I have 125 in my shotgun. Okay, let's get down there. Whoa! Fuck Whoa, me! <laughs> Oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. Whoa, the jumper. Oh shit, I'm pinned. Francis saved me. Holy shit, that scared me. Oh my god. Well, they just came through this wall. Do you have any health you want to use? Are you okay? No, I'm good. Okay. Oh yeah, you can see your health there. Okay. Oh, get pain pills. Where? Oh, you took them already. Thank you. Me? No, no Francis did. Oh. And then used them on himself. 
Fucking Francis. He's a biker. Of course he's addicted to pain pills. Yeah, he's got an opioid problem. All right, are you, are you with me? You want to... Yeah, yeah, keep going. I'm just... I'm trailing behind just in case there's anything. We going down here? I'm just checking these doors. I remember these were a hallway. This was definitely the thing that I played the most. Fifth level? Fifth level, yeah. Are you yeah, so don't hit the cars. Those will set off alarms. Yeah. So we're making our way through the street. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going underground. A little bit of a storage facility. Oh, there's a safe room here. This is it, yeah. Close the door once everyone's in. Nice. This is a horde. I was gonna wait. I was gonna wait to make it a little bit more exciting. <laughs> Andrew just told Andrew was a little bit afraid, but I wanted to make it exciting for me and the AI director. <laughs> no, I was just thinking, you know, first level. Let's uh, relax. Get it all. Done I here. killed the most, but took the most damage. Francis took zero damage. He's a badass. That's badass. Red line north is the way. Main line north. Oh, that's cool. So you have different people have like little insights. So I guess my guy knows the subway system. So he's like, no, we got to go north. Yeah, I like that. It, it, you know, at least it's some risky yeah. characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm starting to feel it now. Getting my aim back. Yeah, you're starting to feel it? Yeah, I got to get the pain pills. There you go. Oh, just temporary health boost. That sucks. Yeah, they're just temporary. Yeah. Whereas the health packs are, yeah. How do you get over the, the current cells? Oh, jump is space. Or you could just pay your 25 cents like a good citizen. Oh, fuck off. All right, so we're making our way through this subway system. You know what? This is the sign of a good game is that we're barely narrating what's happening. Yeah. We're just kind of like That's the yelling truth. at Any time that we ever shut up, it's because we're enjoying the game. Yeah, exactly. Or bored out of our mind. Like, But usually we try yeah. and be good podcast hosts. We've said all there is to say. I think there's a smoker here, or a boomer. Kill all the boomers. Kill the fucking boomers. boomers. Okay, boomer. Reloaded. Okay, boomer. Bye, boomer. Oh, Francis just gave me pain pills. That's nice of him. Yeah, I like that they and like they'll heal you and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, okay. Whoa, heads up. Uh oh, is he dead? Yeah, buddy, yeah. I'm covered. Might want to throw a pipe bomb eventually. Here. No, it's it's pretty tight here. We can just mow them down as they come in. They're coming up the stairs at us. We're 300ing them right now. We are definitely 300 in it. Okay, we made it to another one. That was the hardest one by far. We yeah, that definitely several was. times did not make it. And welcome back to the retrograde. Hello. We have one mission, and that's to get from point A to point B, baby. You that's know it. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that was uh, we just played Left 4 Dead. Um we played on the same team uh, we did. online. We played on the same team and with a stranger named Taser. Someone named Taser yeah. joined our team. Here's the strangest thing about that, though. Okay. That means there's someone on a random Saturday morning when yeah. we're recording um, playing Left 4 Dead 1 alone. What is that guy's deal? I don't know. Yeah, he's just like, oh, thank God somebody actually is playing right. this game. When was the last time he found anyone else? Like, finding someone else playing Left 4 Dead is probably as rare as finding survivors in a zombie apocalypse in real life. And right, I right. mean real life. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like, I that was so strange that there was like, oh, there's a third person with us, you know? Yeah, all of a sudden, um, one of the characters' names changed from Zoe to Taser. And Taser knew what Taser was doing. Taser... Taser we're pretty sure was the AI director <laughs> embodied because he all of a sudden would just like throw a Molotov cocktail down a corner and everything would light up as like, there were a bunch of zombies yeah. there that no one else saw. Taser has played this game a few times. Let's just yeah, say that since yeah. 2008, probably every day of Taser's life. <laughs> this was a big day for Taser, which I'm yeah. really glad we were able to uh, contribute to. So it would be pretty tough to play this game every day since it came out, considering it came out about 12 years ago. Andrew, yeah. And it's been about 10 years. You said since you played it, what, yeah. uh, what are your first impressions? 
You know what? Honestly, it's it's exactly like I remember. The first little bit was a little rusty. But I, you know, I just also being very honest, we're playing on Steam and like I'm just not a computer uh, video game person. So like yeah. mouse and control stuff is just not something I'm used to. Yeah. So that was like a little disorienting. And then but once I figured it out, I was like, all oh, right, OK, I remember this. You know, um, I do really miss like the big clunky Xbox controller where like, oh, things yeah, take, the orca. You know, yeah, and things like take time and you're like walking down and like you know, where that would have helped me. But otherwise, it's exact same as you remember. Like, it's yeah. weird. It's like putting on sweatpants. You know what? I'm almost disappointed in the fact that it is exactly as I remember it because I right. remember back in the day being a little bit weird. It's not as scary as I, I thought that it would have been. Right. Um, but it is... Um, I don't know. There's something about killing those zombies because every individual zombie feels so inconsequential that when you kill them, whether it's a horde of them or one or two of them around a corner, it doesn't feel satisfying. Like it doesn't feel chunky to me. It right. It feels like target practice. Like my least favorite thing in games when we're talking about uh, difficulty, like ramping up the difficulty is when things are made difficult by throwing more enemies at you. It's like make the individual enemies harder. Don't make the fact that I have to deal with a thousand of them and get overwhelmed that don't make that the difficulty curve. Well, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. But like, I think the danger of zombies is not one. It's always in hordes. Right. right so like right. The, and then, and that's why they sprinkle in kind of like the, the special ones, yeah. you know, like that, the smoker and the boomer and the hunter specifically, because those are the ones that you'll run into a lot. You'll hear them. They're always around. They're kind of smarter than the other ones. Like yeah. they'll wait till one of you has kind of like branched off and then jump on you. Yeah. I do um, like that. Yeah, they're around corners, they're behind you. So they're smarter with that. And then it's like, that's always the best is when there's like, they kind of like try and naturally create horde efforts. Like, oh, this door is going to open. It's going to be really loud. So get ready. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's like, okay, well, at least that's a little different. And then it's always the thousand zombies you're dealing with, which you're like, okay, okay, okay. And it's the guy getting like smoked, where which he's getting wrapped up in uh, by the that's guy's tongue. Really focused on. And then you're like, oh, crap, that too. You know. Like so, now, here's a question for you then. When you're killing individual zombies, just walking okay. down the hall and killing an individual zombie or like two right. or three of them, does that feel good to you? Like, does that feel fun to you? I like the excellence of like two or three zombies. You turn the corner and they kind of just look up at you like, oh, and you're like, bang, bang, bang. You're like, keep right. going like that. Right. Like, I like that it gives you opportunities to do different things of like, I got it. Don't worry. You're good. And somebody's like watching behind you guys. It yeah. feels like I like when games give you the opportunity to communicate and be good at that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so like that feels really good, but then they naturally set up that like, how good's your communication? Okay. Well, let's see what's happening when there's a hundred of these things on the screen, you right. know? Now the thing about that is imagine, so let me propose this and, and, mm -hmm. and tell me what you would like better. A game where instead of there being a thousand zombies, where the only time an individual zombie is consequential is when they're in a horde. What if it were more about not knowing where the hunters were, but requiring more teamwork and position to, to kill one and yeah. having the individual zombies harder to, to kill? Maybe they do require a headshot. Maybe they need to be incapacitated, whatever it is. But the fear isn't turning a corner and seeing a thousand of something. The fear is turning a corner and seeing one of something. If they could find a way to make that a little bit more difficult, I feel like that would be a much more enjoyable game. Than, yeah. Then, because because it seems like otherwise, what's happening is we're just waiting to turn a corner and find ourselves in a trap where we're overwhelmed, and you're kind of just waiting, like, "Ooh, don't do something bad to me, please." And then all of a sudden, it throws too much at you. And right. You're like, "Ooh, that was overwhelming. That was." crazy but it 
I don't know. I, I think I would enjoy something a little bit more where taking down one would be a, a feeling of an accomplishment as opposed to needing there to be 20 of something. Like Resident Evil 4? Yeah, exactly. Where there's like one or two of something and it takes a couple shots to the head or well-aimed shots. You can shoot it in the knee and incapacitate it and get around it. Yeah. Um, that would be a little bit more exciting to me because like the spread of the weapons make it so that like I can shoot someone from 50 feet away with a shotgun and it's like as long as a bullet like registers as hitting them, they're dead. So mm-hmm. it's like, what is the difference between having an assault rifle or a shotgun apart from just the look of the weapon? Well, it's- no, I, I think it's like, I don't like the Resident Evil games, so I don't know really know what I like about this versus those games. Um, I like the constant action. I like the, there is some bullet management. Like we both ran out of bullets at different yeah, times, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not as oppressive as, you know, the Resident Evil one. I like that there's constant motion and you can kind of be more free willing with it. Um, cause then if I, if it's just one or two, then it, then it is a horror game. And I, I'm yeah. not really interested in that. Cause then it's like, Oh my God, there's one, um, right. where instead it's like, you're going to be around zombies. That's okay. But when you see a witch or you see a tank, those yeah. are the ones where you can go like, Oh shit. Like, okay, wait, 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 what are we doing? Um, this feels like an arcade game. This feels like a, f- a simulation, yes. a fun yeah, game. It, def- it definitely does feel like an arcade game. It, but I think, I think you and I mean different things when we say that. I think, I think you like that kind of just like balls to the wall action, just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, for me, I want a little bit more strategy, especially to a co-op game, because it feels like. I don't know, like like bullets don't really matter. Like we, I think about my favorite moments in that game is like when we hear a witch and everything from that point to when the witch is dead. Ding dong. Ding dong. Um, <laughs> where, where you're like, okay, turn your flashlights off. Use audio cues. Let's find, okay, there it is. It's across the map. Okay, you're going to wake it up. Everyone's going to shoot it as it comes to us. One person's going to be over here. And coordinating that, it, it almost becomes a puzzle game at that point where how are mm. we going to coordinate taking this one thing down? All of those moments were way more fun to me than just spraying bullets at a horde of zombies. Well, I think what's fun for me though, is that that you're going to have one of those every level. And so yeah. you're able to do different things. Like we have the witch, then we have the tank where it's also communication, but it's communication at shooting something as much as possible. Yeah. Um, then it's like communication about like, we're getting hordes. Like, okay, somebody throw the pipe bomb. Okay. You got the pipe bomb. Okay. You throw that there's health, there's communication. So at least it's like, you're doing many, different things if it was just one of those that game would be boring to me like i just wouldn't be interested because it was like oh another witch (laughs) like oh let's talk about it you know what i mean Um, i think the fact that you could do all those things is the part that i was like oh yeah this this will keep me interested um yeah okay so why don't we talk about it then yeah our reviews in the modern day obviously we 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 spoke about what it meant to us as as little baby boys in university little baby boys you gave it a four out of four. I bits. did. I gave it a three out of four bits. Mm-hmm. Um, but why don't you uh, take a stab at your modern day ranking for this game? Sure. You know, it's funny. I I, I really do love it. And I, I love it for all the reasons I used to love it. And I, I played again. I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I remember. And, um, and as much as video games have gotten bigger and broader, um, you know, there's something really simple about this game, which I kind of really do appreciate. But that being said, like there, it probably would get, a little tiresome if you were playing on your own. If you keep bringing new people into the game or playing with different people, then that's kind of like the fun part. Like it's kind of like the walking dead. The zombies aren't the enemies. It's like the other people you're playing with. And so as long as you're playing with different people or playing with different people at all, or playing with, excuse me, co-op with people at all, then that will be fun. But if you were to do this, like if I'm you're offline and I'm going to play by myself, the game would get repetitive. You're kind of, cause also the AI is really good. And so it's kind of like, Oh, well, 
yeah. you know, like, oh, it's Francis is healing me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, okay, whatever. So um, I really enjoy the game. I'm definitely going to go back and play it. Um, and it, and like I said earlier, it's just a unique property for what we have to use today. For everything sure. being online, I can still do this on my own. If, if I wanted to play with other people, I could. So, and it's super affordable right now. So um, I think I'm going to give it a three out of four um it, it could go higher but i think it's just being realistic to what games are going on right now yeah that's true i i appreciate it i love the fact that there's a game out there that could get people to play co-op more often because co-op yeah. is my favorite but for me it's not this game this game the 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 moment to moment controls and and the chunkiness of it just doesn't feel satisfying to me i don't mm. like mowing down a thousand enemies um i like the the situations that occasionally arise in this game, but I don't, I don't feel like it happens enough where I, I, we, we clear a room and I feel like great. Like even, even when those moments where it's like this door's opening, it's going to be loud. A bunch of zombies are going to be coming mm-hmm. in. You're on the minigun. I'm here. We're, it just felt like ultimately we were just, it was a shooting gallery. And what happened to you was kind of inconsequential to what you were doing. Like, you know, you're going to get hit by a hunter. Great, whatever. It just didn't feel like my input on the game had enough to do with what was going to happen, what had happened, and whether or not we succeeded. Um, so I'm going to give this one a two out of four. And I know that's low. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know it's low, but it just didn't. It just didn't grab me. I don't know. I the first moment of getting from the safe house to the next safe house felt great. I was like, this is fun. This is amazing. I even said in the recording, I'm like, we haven't been saying very much because I'm having a really good time. Yeah. But then the environments just felt the same. The hmm. the moment to moment or the, the section to section, like safe house to safe house, they all could have been the same thing to me. It was it, it, getting from one point to the other point was the same, whether it was the first time we were doing it, the third time or the fourth time. And I just didn't really feel like I was excited to do it again. So hmm. unfortunately this one's a two out of four for me. I get why people would, would ha- get a little bit more out of it than I did, but uh, yeah, it's just not really there for me. Wow. Well, I'm surprised to hear that. Um, yeah, no, I, if anyone wants to go out there and play this game, I'll keep playing this game. So come find me on steam. I'm sure um, there will be there. This, this the, game does have one of those cult classics. It actually, like I, I was looking up the ratings for this game as well. When it came out, Metacritic gave it an 89%, which is, yep. that's huge. That's huge. I didn't realize it was that well received when it came out, but Hey, there we are. Yeah. I, I love this game. I, I just think it's, it's just so replayable because of the, because of the communication. Yeah. Um, and because of, because playing with other people. So, so if anyone wants to play, just let me know. But, uh, but until then, Mikey gave it a two and a three. For a five out of uh, eight, and I gave it a three and a four. For a seven out of eight, that's a twelve out of eight. A uh, twelve out of eight. Twelve out of sixteen. Um, yeah, pretty good score. Twelve out of sixteen. Twelve out of sixteen is not bad. I think that I think that's warranted. Um, modern day, I'm always going to pick up a different co-op game. But uh, but hey, if you love your first-person shooters and you love yeah. co-op, this is this is definitely there for you. Put down Destiny, pick this up, give it a try. <laughs> yeah. um, it's not quite mine. My uh, cup of tea. Yeah, absolutely. So. We played Left 4 Dead. We want to hear your opinions on it. Please hit us up. Um, and we can't wait to talk to you soon, D-Pads. We hope everyone is staying sane and safe. And we appreciate you listening. And we can't wait to talk to you soon. Game over. Feel free to review the podcast. <laughs> nope.
Feel free to review the podcast on your platform of choice, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. Subscribe, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Listen direct and find our show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Join us on Facebook or on Instagram at The Retrograde Podcast. Or Twitter at RetrogradePod. And you can always send us an email at theretrogradepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure you let your player two know it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, make sure to let your player two know to give us a listen. Let's play again next week. D-Pat. No, that sounds so dumb with a pause. What is wrong with me? Am I have a head injury? Let's play again next week, D-Pads. Fuck it. That sounded good. Listen, I'm giving you a weekend. I want the weekend. <laughs>